Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! This is Love of the Star. 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 Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan, the radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys, joined as always by Brian Broaddus. He is a former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, uh, and he is now co-host of the G-Bag Nation, uh, 2 to 7 p.m. on 105.3 The Fan. That's Central Time, Monday through Friday. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bobby. Thanks. That's uh, man. The season's moving along pretty quickly, but uh, you know, big one coming up uh, with uh, with the Rams. So uh, excited about that, and uh, excited about uh, you know what's uh, what's looking like for this team going forward. A lot of a uh, lot of news that we can get to, and I'm really really excited about. I, I got to tell you the first bit of news that we have to get to, Brian. The the top story, um, your tryout with the Cowboys this week to replace Jake McQuaid. Uh, the long snapper who is now out with a tricep injury. He, he's done for the year. Uh, they've picked up two long snappers to sign to the practice squad to uh, compete. Uh, you were not signed ultimately. How did the workout go? Uh, I mean, I mean, did you feel okay about it? Did you think you had a shot or, or what happened there? I'll tell you what, I would have gone out there. It would have been actually funny to go out there at, at 58 years old. And uh, I was telling, uh, I was telling Derek Eagleton, I, you know, I do work with uh, 
Cowboys break, and then I was talking about yesterday. Yes, and, and, and for those who, for those who don't about, know, for those who don't know, that's how Brian got his scholarship to LSU. It was a yeah, long snap. My scholarship was I was a, uh, I was a center, and then became a deep snapper. So uh, that's what paid my way through school. But yeah, I, I you know what I would have uh, I would have worn the GoPro like I'd have had it on. Uh, <laughs> I know what Eli Manning did. That was kind of a lot of fun. But I wouldn't have done the makeup stuff. I'd have just gone out there and said, "Hey, you know, I'm the." I used to snap. I last time I snapped was you know 1986. Uh, would you guys like me to you know try and uh, you know help you out here, kind of a thing? But I, I think it would have been fun. I I think I could have snapped the ball. I don't know the velocity is very good, and I know the cover would have been terrible. <laughs> but you know they don't let you kill the center on field goals and extra points anymore. So. I might have had a chance for that, for the short little seven-yard snap. But that 13-and-a-half snap, that could have been a little rough. I think uh, I think you would have made a great center. Uh, I mean, if Trey Junkin could come back and, and snap for a big game, I don't see why Brian Broaddus couldn't. Uh, Brian, let's take a look at some of the big news coming out of uh, Cowboys practice today. Here on Wednesday, we'll be releasing this Thursday morning. We're going to have some takeaways from what we've seen here on the first real day of practice for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, in increasingly likely that he will not play. I mean, it's all but been ruled out. I think you can effectively rule him out given that they've signed Will Greer to the active roster, and signing Will Greer to the active roster is because they've run out of practice squad elevations. You get three of those until you have to sign him up to the full uh sign him up to the roster um and so they they couldn't send him back down to the practice squad they were gonna have to call him up and sign him and so the fact that will greer's here that's pretty indicative i think that dak prescott is not going against the rams on sunday yeah i got the feeling even on uh uh after the game uh this past week against the commanders you know asking people in the organization about dak and the likelihood of him playing this week i know there was you know, there's people, and let's be honest. The, the you know the front office, the general manager, the owner. He's, you know, he he set, I think, unrealistic expectations. Uh, there was that thought uh, after Tampa, you know, that hey, it's you know we don't know anything, and then the following week, well, maybe Dak could play next week, and then the week after that, it's like, well, no, maybe he can't play. It might be another week. Well, let's wait. Well, maybe he could play and all that. And I, I think it's it's very very frustrating. You know, you're trying to get to the bottom of, you know, when he potentially could play. And I know asking people in the organization, and this was uh, this was after the game, and, you know, they were like, hey, this this week against the Rams is unrealistic. And so I was like, oh, okay. Because I just, you know, there's, like I said, there's been, I don't know if it's misdirection, if it's optimism, if it's, it, it seems like it's gone back and forth, back and forth. But the, the one thing that I've been very consistent of or what, people have told me that they've been very consistent of is it was going to be about healing. It was going to be about uh, range of motion and it was going to be about grip strength. And, you know, never at any time have we heard of Dak Prescott practicing, you know, and never, never have we heard him. Oh, well, Dak took some snaps th- today in practice or right. Dak did this or Dak did that. And that's pretty easy for me. If the guy's not practicing, he's not going to play. Especially a and, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and I think there were some things they're dealing with with some swelling still. Dak's going to work extremely hard. Britt Brown's going to push him extremely hard, uh, but, you know, within reason. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just don't feel like that there was that, that this week was, you know, going to be the week. And let's be honest, 
Uh, let's see what happens for Philadelphia week. Philly uh, is very up. iffy. Yeah. Philly's very iffy. Yeah, I, I think I think, I, think so I, I think he's for sure back by the Lions game. I, I yeah. think he I think he makes a point to be back by then. Um, and, and look, I think Philly winning Sunday night football on the road against a team like Philadelphia, who I think is, I mean, Brian, I don't know about you, I feel like that's the best team in the NFC right now. Um, yeah, they're playing. They're playing the best through uh, through the first four weeks of the season. I, I feel sure. like that's going to be a tough game for Cooper Rush to win. So you'd like for him to be back then, but I just that that would be the earliest date. I think would be the Eagles game. And, and I, you know what? If he could have practiced some this week, but you know, let's see what happens. Come you know, and you got to get through this Rams game this week. You know, I mean, I think there's people out there to listen to the podcast, Bobby, that would probably say. Hell, if you could split, you know, if you could split this Rams and Eagles these next two games, yeah, that they would probably take that. You know, I, I, me personally, yeah, if you lose the Rams and beat the Eagles, that would be the best thing, just because of the division opponent. You know, and you would be three right. zero in the division, which I, you know, as the as the first swim through, uh, you know, you've uh, that would be you know the optimum thing. You've beaten Philadelphia at home in that case. You have beaten the Giants at their place. So now, you know, two of the next three division games are home games. So I, you know, I, I just, this thing with Dak Prescott, and, and I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the confusion about it is because of what Jerry Jones has done. He's flip-flopped on, you know, he sells his hopium on, oh, Dak's coming back, Dak's doing this, Dak's doing that. Right. Well, then he kind of crawfishes, and, and if you're not familiar with crawfish in Louisiana, they swim backwards. And so, you know, that's kind of where I think I think that Jerry is right now. Uh, you know, he's trying to kind of figure things out. And, you know, Mike McCarthy might be, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit, you know, <laughs> a little bit like perturbed by having to deal with all this. I, yeah. I don't think he's really, uh, you know, very excited about, you know, the questions that he's having to get about it. And, you know, he's got to focus on keeping his team ready for these uh, next two games that are going to be pretty difficult. Uh, on that topic of Dak Prescott, we were in the locker room today. And look, this is one of the things that we like to bring to you guys here on the show. We like to take you inside the locker room, use our access, and then kind of share that with you so that you can feel that you're there in the star with us during the practice week. So uh, we've got some fresh audio out of the locker room today. And uh, the topic was brought up about Dak Prescott with Michael Gallup. We got a chance to talk to Michael Gallup today. And they were asked about how Dak is staying engaged uh, with this football team while he's away. Here's what Michael Gallup had to say. I mean, obviously, Dak's in all the meetings, um, talks to us on the side. You know, he reminds Coop of certain things if he needs it. But, uh, yeah, he's just a big, you know, big booster on the sidelines. Um, you know, he's out here handing out water now. But um, he's, uh, you know, obviously a great, uh, great leader, even, you know, not being on the field with us right now. I think it's bugging Dak Prescott that he's not out there on the football field. I think it's, I think it's eating. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And it's, you know, maybe it's not to the extreme of what he went through in 2016 with Tony Romo. Cause Tony Romo wasn't interested in being on the field and handing out water and doing all those things. Right. He wasn't Tony Romo did not show up until he actually had to start practicing. That was, that's very well documented that, uh, you know, with, Mark Sanchez and, and and Kellen Moore and what they were able to do in 2016. You know, people talk about Dak benefited from Romo. That there, that was not a that's let's, not the let's, case let's, at all. And let's, that's let's and, break and, that. You know, and let's Barry break. Church was on with us at 105.3 The Fan. Yeah, and he even he even admitted that. 
He said, no, man, that, that wouldn't, that's not the case at all. So Dak is kind of seeing where this division's going. Now, if this team was 0-4, there would be a big push to get Dak Prescott out there. I mean, there would be a big push to try and do it. The fact that they're 3-1 and one right now, I think has bought them some time that, yeah, if you do lose uh, the game against the Rams, you know, you're not, you're not just dead in the water. So, uh, I, I mean, him coming back when he's ready, I think that's the absolute best thing. And I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, he could, he could be anxious about getting back. But if he can't grip the football sufficiently to throw passes, Nothing you can do about that. He, he's, he's no use to your football team if he can't do that. Absolutely. Uh, more from Michael Gallup today. Uh, asked about how he felt after that first football game. Obviously, his first you know, full football game, his first real contact since the Arizona game at the beginning of January. Uh, here's what Michael Gallup had to say. Not too bad. I thought it was going to be a little bit worse, but wasn't that bad at all. You know, came in here, iced it up, got in the hot tub, so it was good. How's your confidence level increase after having a game like that? Oh, yeah, big boost. Uh, got in there, got my feet wet. Um, you know, now you just keep stacking days. Which that was the big thing we heard, right? Need to get hit. Need to see game yeah. action, yeah. and then that'll be a big part of the hurdle. So as, as, as good as we saw Michael Gallup play last week, and, and as, as encouraging as that was, you got to think that he's got an even bigger opportunity to perform at a higher level this week, just getting past some of those mental hurdles. Yeah, I think that, you know, the thing that's, that could be uh, very difficult is, you know, he was not ready to play against the Giants. And, it, and physically, I think he was ready to play against the Giants. Mentally, you know, him and Britt Brown, again, the associate athletic trainer for the Cowboys, who's re- responsible for the rehabs, Britt knows these guys better than anybody. I mean, he pushes them. He understands them. You know, the guys that come back and play are better for it because of of how hard Britt is willing to, willing to work. Uh, he's going to, you know, so to me, you know, he and Michael sat down and it, it just wasn't right that Monday night game. Yeah. It just, for, you know, for everything, at, you know, a, a road game against the Giants, divisional opponent, you're like, man, he's got to play. He's got to play. But no, they made the best decision for him. Uh, Britt and Michael sat down, and and the good thing about uh, a thing about Mike McCarthy is he's not going to sit there and try and talk a player into playing when he doesn't feel like the player's ready to play. And so, give him credit for that. And you know, they they've they've survived this. They have survived this this whole thing so far with the quarterback being out. They've survived it with the left tackle being out. They've survived it with the wide receivers being kind of a mess, but they've you know they've survived it. Yeah. And and a credit to the coaches, the players, the front office because there was a side of me that I I just didn't feel like that was probably going to be the case. Today was also a day we got to talk to Tyler Smith in the locker room. He is one of my favorite quotes. Look, it's it's frustrating because he's such a great quote right now, and I'm just waiting for the day he gets jaded and he's tired of us because it will come. It comes for every NFL player. They get tired of giving us good quotes, yeah. and they, yeah. they just – cut it out after a little while but Tyler Smith uh, a couple interesting clips here I wanted to play for you Brian first one here uh, Tyler talking about how Jason Peters play style at left guard complements his own I mean his style of play is definitely it's super efficient to me you know he's a nasty guy but he's also he's really a Simon son he's really uh, savvy in everything that he does and so just those little you know those little tips those little tricks quote unquote that he kind of gives me I feel like really works out my play style you know some of the athletic traits that I possess so it's just it's a matter of you know incorporating them into my game you know sharpening up on things every week for sure 
Now, Tyler Smith obviously playing alongside Jason Peters and Connor McGovern, kind of a rotation there right now that they're dealing with. Um, Jason Peters didn't have the best game, obviously, this past week, but how does that play style, do you think, complement Tyler Smith? Just having somebody who is a, a veteran and can kind of cover over some of the rookie mistakes and assignment mistakes from a young player like Tyler Smith. Yeah, those commander defensive tackles will make you have They're a pain games. in the ass. Zach, I mean, Zach Martin had a couple of bad snaps. Uh, Biotish, a couple of bad snaps. Uh, Jason Peters actually looked like a 40-year-old man playing the other day. <laughs> I mean, it was – it was a little rough for him too. Uh, that, I'd say those, uh, you know, those guys are difficult to deal with. And but the play style, yeah, the power, the mass, the the ability to get push in the running game, pass sets. You know, there's a lot to really, really like about what you get from Tyler Smith and the fact that he knows that the you know sometimes these players don't always know the history of the game. They don't know the players that came before them. Yeah, you know, Jason Peters is has had an unbelievable career, and the fact that he's here, kind of teaching uh, Tyler Smith, you know, the ins and outs of the game, and the fact that Tyler Smith is acknowledging and accepting. You know, um, the other day I saw I saw Tyron Smith on the field working with the cords with Britt Brown. Yeah, so you know that one might be. You know, sooner than later, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're going to have a very uh, interesting, uh, and I'm not going to say it's a problem, but they're going to have an interesting decision to make about how they really want to make everything work out here. And, you know, is it a situation? Do you, did you get, did you, do you going to have to uh, say with Jason Peters when Tyron Smith comes back is, hey, thank you very much, Jason Peters. We appreciate it. And, you know, you're going to need the roster spot. Who knows? Who knows? But at least through these first four weeks of the season, it's been a really, really good marriage between uh, uh, Tyler Smith and then what Jason Peters has been able to bring. One more quick clip here to wrap up this segment. Uh, Tyler Smith uh, being asked about if this left guard rotation, swapping guys out, does that present any difficulties for him? I really can't say it has. We, we stay pretty assignment sound. Coach Blasco and Coach Philman do a good job, you know, giving us our assignments, you know, telling us what they want done from week to week. You know, it stays the same. Like, you know, it's definitely, you know, it takes getting used to, you know, for both parties to just kind of build that chemistry. But, you know, we're, we're pretty solid across the board, I feel like. Brian, really quickly here, just as we uh, wrap up, forgetting about how Connor McGovern has played individually, Matt Farniak individually, Jason Peters individually, their own individual attributes, we'll, we'll put that aside for a sec. Have you noticed any issues at all, you think, with the fact that it's a rotation? Do you think there are any rotation-specific no. issues? No. no, and I asked Stephen Jones that question on 105.3 The Fan about there used to be a time you put your, your five guys out there and you never, ever rotated the guys. Cowboys on the other end, they are doing constant rotations right now. And they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out, uh, you know, what combination gives them the best opportunity to protect their quarterbacks and then also run the football. So this is not – I think we're far from the five. I, I really do. I think we're – there's still going to be opportunities for Jason Peters. There's still going to be opportunities for, uh, for Connor McGovern. You know, he wasn't very good the other day. I mean, they, they struggled the other day. So – I think they'll just continue on rotating and then, you know, and hopefully uh, the uh, the rookie at left tackle will just continue to grow and whoever's playing to the inside of him will uh, allow him to continue to grow. 
You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Brian, before we take a look at these Los Angeles Rams and also uh, recap the injury report, we got a little bit of insight, I know, from you onto something that uh, popped up on the injury report. I want to tell everybody about our great partner, Boomer Jacks. Uh, today is Wednesday. You're going to be hearing this on Thursday. Uh, so when you hear this on Thursday, you'll be hearing this while I am uh, curled up in bed recovering from a food coma from Boomer Jacks because they've got half-price wings on Tuesday and Wednesday. Fantastic wings. Tuesday, it's bone-in wings. Wednesday, it's boneless wings. I don't even like boneless wings. I think they're like chicken nuggets, basically, thrown in sauce. But Boomer Jacks boneless wings have made me a convert. They're actually really good. And so I like going on Tuesday and Wednesdays. The beer is always ice cold. It is the perfect spot for you, your family, your friends, whatever sort of atmosphere you're looking for, you're going to be able to find it at Boomer Jacks, wall-to-wall TVs, live music. Uh, It is the spot for whatever you're looking for. Uh, 70 DFW locations, so you can find yours at boomerjacks.com. Once again, that is boomerjacks.com. Thank you to Boomer Jacks, as always, for sponsoring us here at Love of the Star. Uh, Brian, really quickly, uh, before we transition over to the Rams, we're going to take a look at the practice report. And part of that practice report, before we list who is officially on there, uh, Damone Clark uh, started his 21-day practice window to be uh, brought off of NFI. He, of course, had that herniated disc that the Cowboys doctors discovered at the Combine, um, had surgery on that, has, has been out, and... And we all thought this would be a little bit of a redshirt year. It now appears that Damone Clark is gonna is gonna be active this year. Now it may it seems like it's likely to be a lot of special teams. Doesn't feel like it's gonna be a lot of, of linebacker work, but um, a testament to the Cowboys doctors, training staff, and to Damone Clark himself that he's been out there ready and, and it was really good to see him out there today hitting the tackling sled and, and being physical. Well, if they keep giving up five yards of carry on the ground, he they might need be him. playing quicker <laughs> than most. Uh, yeah, you know, and 
This is one, if you go back to Bobby, when you and I were working on the draft show yep. uh, and the Cowboys selected Clark. And I, I, if you don't know by now, I'm an LSU alum. So I watch every single game like it's uh, my life depends on it. <laughs> and Clark is one of those kids, the last couple of years, LSU really, really struggled to even be a 500 team after winning the national championship. Yep. And he is a tremendous football player. And I mean it in every sense of the word. Uh, at LSU, the number 18 is given to the player, the most inspirational player, a player that leads. Uh, he is the recipient of wearing the 18 jersey for the LSU Tigers. And you can watch the tape of him play. He's a downhill player. He's physical. He's tough. He can cover. He can blitz. He can finish. He, this guy is, just on tape, probably a bottom of the first, early second round type of a talent that the Cowboys got in the fifth round because a lot of teams – did not want to deal with his back injury. And the Cowboys fixed him, they rehabbed him, and now they're about to benefit from a great football player, in my opinion. Let's take a look uh, quickly at the practice report. Uh, full participants today were Dalton Schultz, Connor McGovern, J. Ron Curse. That's big news. That's uh, big. Malik Hooker, who's dealing with a thumb. I think he's been dealing with that because I saw him in a, a wrist brace uh, last week in the locker during practice week. So I think that's just a new addition. Noah Brown, another big one that's a full participant. You love to see that. Uh, Quentin Bohanna was limited today. Uh, as well as Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson dealing with an ankle thing, which is a little disappointing because Donovan Wilson's been banged up so many times throughout his career. You, you hope that he can stay healthy. But he was out there uh, on the resistance courts with Dak Prescott, who uh, was a DNP. Also DNP, Jordan Lewis. Deron Bland, of course, had to step up and, and play really big. But then the other one that was in there that was interesting, Jake Ferguson, a DNP with a knee issue. Uh, I know that you reached out to some folks. What are you hearing, Brian? Yeah, the Jake Ferguson's MRI came back clean. So uh, today will probably be a day that he, of course, he's not going to practice. We've already got through that. We'll see what happens on Thursday's practice. But from all indications that I got that, that Jake Ferguson should be good to go uh, against the Rams unless something else changes. But MRI, as we speak here uh, on this uh, podcast, the MRI was clear and uh, he should be Good to go unless something changes along the way. Good news there, and obviously uh, good news seeing J. Ron Curse back and everything else. So the Cowboys trending the right way in a lot of these, uh, trending in the right direction with a lot of these injuries as they prepare to face off against Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. You know, a team that's riding a good streak. I think they've played really good complementary football. Um, obviously, when you look at them defensively, they've got excellent players coming off the edge. I think they're really aggressive on all three levels. They've got great speed. I think Coach Quinn does a great job mixing it up. And then offensively, I've been really impressed. You know, I've I got tremendous respect for Dak Prescott and what he's been able to do. And then obviously Cooper Rush stepping in, um, being able to get both those backs going. You've seen C.D. Lamb make a lot of plays. Um, I think Kellen uh, has done an excellent job being able to mix it up and kind of play to their strengths. And then Bones always does a great job on special teams. So this is a really good football team that's got a three-game win streak, and um, we got to be ready to go. That is Sean McVay on Tuesday talking about the Dallas Cowboys, giving them their their normal, uh, you know, glowing scouting report that he does for all of the opponents. Uh, I always love it that people are always like, "Wow, Sean McVay, how great!" I'm not saying he's not great, but it is always the most basic level like report on a team. Just so, like, would you like for him to say? We don't run the ball all that well, but Dallas has struggled to, to defend the run. We're going to try and run the ball. I think we're going to have success running the ball against the Cowboys. If we get passing situations, they're likely to kill us. 
Our quarterback doesn't really want to throw the ball down the field. But, you know, that, that's what you want him you, to say. You, you said yeah. it all. You said it all, yeah. Brian Broaddus. Yeah. That, that's yeah. exactly what I want from him. I want, I want him to come out there, and I want him to, to give him some bulletin board material. Uh, yeah. like, like Doug Peterson saying, we're going we're gonna to beat Dallas next week, or Jamar Chase saying Trayvon Diggs isn't very good. Like, I want all of that. that that's what I want from Sean McVay, but uh, that's to be expected. The Rams 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Brian, I know you've gotten a chance to take a look at this football team. First question I'll ask you, because uh, I still got to get into my study on this football team uh, for Friday, uh, but first question I want to ask you about them is... Do you think there's any any sort of Super Bowl hangover? It seems like a lot of the fan base, I, I was noticing some fans on social media of the Rams and stuff chattering about this team doesn't seem hungry, which at yeah. times can just be stock criticism from a fan base. But uh, are you seeing a team that, that you know, felt themselves a little bit too much this offseason? No, I, I think, honestly, it's a team that is it's struggled in some spots. Their offensive line clearly isn't as good as it was Last year, you know, they, they're, you know, Andrew Whitworth, the uh, outstanding left tackle retiring Joe Notebu, who's, uh, uh, you know, TCU local kid here, you yeah. know, uh, Texas kid. They've been banged up along the offensive line. They, they really haven't been able to get Allen Robinson going. Uh, you know, they, they, to me, when you talk about playmakers, Odell Beckham was huge for them last year, yeah. you know, and then, he got hurt. I, I guarantee you if when November rolls around, uh, you know, we'll probably see Odell Beckham Jr. once again in a Rams uniform. But, yeah, they, they've struggled a little bit. Cooper Cup is still a tremendous football player. And he's going to get 19 targets. He's probably going to get 14 catches. You know, you can't get disappointed playing Cooper Cup because he is going to make plays uh, at all levels. And – you know, that's that's what you got to know about. I mean, they've really, you know, Tyler Higby is a tight end that they drafted in 2016 and in the fourth round and has really, really done a great job of catching the football. And, you know, that's kind of what they are right now. Cam Akers, uh, the running game, you're going to see the numbers. Don't get fooled by the numbers. I, I think the Rams are going to try and run the ball in the Cowboys. I think they're going to – they have to. I, I don't think – you know, it, it was uh, it was tough for them against the uh, the 49ers. I watched the Arizona game. You know, I mean, there were a couple of times where pulling guards, pulling tackles, things like that were effective for them. They just don't try to run the ball. The, the attempts they have are low. Uh, the uh, yards per carry are low. But if you're if you're Sean McVay, you're watching the Cowboys defensively. You're saying. If I get into a, a game where I have to throw the ball every single snap, these guys will eat me alive just because of the way they rush the passer. And the running game, we've seen teams look at the last, you know, look at the last several weeks. There's been teams that haven't had great offensive lines, but what have they done? Found a way to run the football a yeah. little bit. So yeah, I think the Cowboys must be ready for that. I think another thing too, Bobby, is these, this team, and I'm not just saying it because we saw it last week because of what the commanders did. This this Rams team has a legitimate screen game, and I mean a legitimate screen game because they've got Cooper Cup who will line up wide in a bunch of formations. They'll throw it to him. They've got running backs that can catch the ball. Cam Akers can catch the ball. Daryl Henderson can catch the ball. And then you've got a quarterback that throws from all different platforms uh, where he moves around, but he also throws from all different arm angles. So he'll throw over the top of you. He'll throw around you. 
Uh, so yeah, I I could I guarantee you uh, the 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 Rams might not run the ball, but throwing the ball to Henderson or throwing the ball to Acres and having them run for seven yards or eight yards after a catch is just as good as handing it to them in the backfield. So this is going to be a difficult game because once again, I just don't see the Rams just saying, okay, just tee off on us. Let's straight drop back and hope for the best. You know, Cooper Cup is going to get his catches. You just can't let him kill you in this game. You got to let him catch it and then tackle him right there on the spot. Don't let him have much run after catch. You know, you kind of address there. Um, one of the things that I know you say is, is an old scouting philosophy, which is, you know, even if you struggle with something, when you see on tape that, yes. you know, oh, they, yeah. we may not run the ball very well, but they can't stop it, so we at least got to yeah. try it. That's one yeah. aspect. I know I've heard you talk about another aspect before, which is when you've got such an incredible deficiency, like, man, the Cowboys can rush the passer and we can't pass protect. And right. I think it always surprises people that sometimes you get those matchups like the one against Washington last week where then you come out of there with two sacks and you're like yeah. how did that happen yeah there, I know that one of the things is teams eventually look at such a big disparity there and go you're not gonna beat us like that we are gonna mm-hmm. be so focused on that that we're not gonna be beat there so even though Dallas does have an advantage rushing the passer do you think that's something that the Rams are looking at this week is saying we're not gonna let Dallas just kill us with the pass rush we've got to take that away absolutely from else. absolutely that they're the rams are going to try and win this game on the perimeter is what they're going to do they're going to see that you've struggled with corner force they're going to see that you struggle with linebackers getting downhill sometimes and they're going to strut they're going to see that your defensive ends get hooked and you know all you need is one good block there on the edge you get that block where that defensive end is pinned inside and now you've got linemen outside or H-backs or tight ends on the outside uh, blocking on defensive backs. And you get a guy like – and I'm not saying that that Diggs is a coward, but Diggs you – know, you watch you watch Ramsey play for the Rams. And for being an elite corner, he is not afraid to come forward and tackle. Right. That, that is something that he is more than willing to do. Does he want to do it all the time? No, but he's willing to do it. Dick showed he can tackle in space. He's going to get an opportunity to tackle Cooper Rush a bunch in this football game. You need to get him on the ground. But, yeah, if you, if you show me you're going to play with a soft corner on the perimeter and you're going to get hooked and you're going to be a step late getting to the fill, I'm going to run the football on you or I'm going to try and run the football on you. We played some audio from Tyler Smith earlier uh, on in the show. Uh, he was asked about the task of, of them trying to slow down Aaron Donald. Here's what he had to say. It's going to be a great challenge for sure. Like, you know, it's going to, you know, he's one of the best to do it. You know, you have to stay tight, you know, be really a solid son when it comes to him. And, you know, you know, that's just a great dude to go against, especially as a rookie, I feel like. Have you seen a defensive player draw that much attention in terms of game planning around? Uh, I mean, honestly, no. Nah. Like, I, I haven't, like, I've known about defensive players. Like, you know, we do our film study, you know, our independent research. But just, you know, you know what he brings to the table, again, super elite player, you know, still very, very productive, like, you know, everything that he does and like you know coaches and you know teams around the league recognize that so it's definitely different but you know you know the standard remains the same so Aaron- hey, hey i would say something real quick yeah. bobby hey rook walk across the locker room and introduce yourself to micah parsons <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, that 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 would that would do yeah. some good there yeah if you're looking for a name of a guy that commands a lot of attention as a defensive player 
Walk across the locker room, walk up to the locker. It has number 11 on it, says Parsons, and introduce yourself. That's that's a guy that uh, – no, I'm just having fun with him. But, yeah, it, it, now he's absolutely right, Bobby. The, the thing about it is, though, uh, they move this guy around. He's not just going to play three technique. He's going to play on both sides. He's going to play both tackle spots. He's going to rush from defensive ends. They like to bring him on twist stunts. They like to try and free him up to where you can't – just one-on-one block him or slide your line in order to take him. So, yeah, this is this is a defense that's got, you know, some capability on it when you start to talk about the other players around uh, with the Bobby Wagners, the Leonard Floyds. You know, I, I mentioned Ramsey earlier. They, they've got some legitimate players here uh, that can cause you some problems. All right, how much that, you know, they're – I haven't seen the tape, so I don't know how much they're pressuring – um, but the the sacks they have the fifth fewest in the NFL right now with seven. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas has more than double. Um, how much do they look like they're missing Von Miller? Yeah, I, I think that's a great great point. And you know, and, and it's really been the problem that that Raheem Morris has had to deal with uh, really is that he has brought blitz pressure, but blitzes haven't gotten home. And you know, the other day. Uh, if you just look at stat, if you stat hunt, you know, you got guys like uh, – there was – Aaron Donald was close a couple of times and Garoppolo was able to shake. And then you're dealing with Kyler Murray uh, in that Arizona game and he's running around like – you know, it's like trying to tackle Jello. You know, it's just – it's going through your fingers and all that. But, yeah, they've struggled a little bit, you know. and and But if you're not very good at, like – if you're not good with your pass set, you're not good with your technique, guys like Aaron Donald will expose you, you know? Uh, Greg Gaines will expose you. Uh, you know, Ashawn Robinson will expose you. You know, you've got to be you've got to be ready, uh, you know, to yeah, when you're blocking these guys, get your hands on them and then, you know, hold on tight because, you know, they, they're going to continue to kind of come at you. But – these quarterbacks that I've watched, the like Garoppolo escaped a couple of different times, and then Kyler Murray escaped a bunch. So probably need to go back and watch the Atlanta game and see what Mark, Marcus Mariota did. Uh, I know if the first game you watch uh, with your, with uh, with uh, Allen, jeez, uh, I mean, he, it looked like to me there were a couple of times he dropped back and took off running and was able to make some plays. So. They've dealt a little bit – it's been a little bit of a struggle for them with these mobile quarterbacks. I don't think that's Cooper Rush's game, so they're probably pretty excited about rushing a guy that's a pretty much a stationary target. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're about to jump into our listener mailbag via Twitter. We always appreciate you guys dropping us questions there. Before we do that, though... Uh, I need to tell you about our sponsor, Boomer Jacks. And, man, Brian, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday during the football seasons used to be the most depressing days because uh, you, you'd get Monday night football, you get Thursday night football, you got high school football on Friday, which is a big deal here in Texas. 
college football Saturdays, and then, of course, uh, the NFL Sunday. And so it's always been a really full week during the fall. But then Tuesday and Wednesday was always really empty and depressing for me. Not anymore, thanks to Boomer Jacks, because Tuesday and Wednesday is when they hook you up with wings. Tuesday, it's traditional wings. Wednesday, it's boneless wings. They've got half price wings for you on those days. A wonderful deal. You can also get you a, a nice cold beer there at Boomer Jacks. Wonderful spot. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, anything that you want. You know, you want to go watch the game with your buddies? Boomer Jacks is perfect. If you want to go have a happy hour with coworkers, perfect spot. Great beer. If you're just looking for a night out with the family, somewhere where the kids can eat and, and have fun and, and a cool atmosphere, Boomer Jacks is the spot. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours at boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, let's jump into the Twitter mailbag now. Get a, a couple questions from listeners. And I'm going to go with this one first. And this may be an assignment for you, Brian. This may be a question for your gang of seven. But Mitchell Fix is asking the question, could you get a high draft pick for Cooper Rush at this point? I've already done this. Okay. Have, what did we I get? Have done what did this. we hear? I've done this assignment, yes. Uh, actually, uh, Gang of Seven, which if you're not familiar with my Gang of Seven, if you don't listen to us on 105.3, the fan why not? You should be, uh, whether it's the Odyssey apps or things like that. You should absolutely listen. Twitch, YouTube. We talk uh, Cowboys football quite a bit on our show. Uh, but, yeah, as the gang of seven, that's my seven buddies, uh, guys and gals that work in the league and, uh, you know, ask them questions all the time about player personnel stuff. Uh, I had four of them get back to me. One of them said he didn't think you could get a very significant pick. Another one said you could get a five, and then three others said they'd all give fours for Cooper Rush. Okay. So so nothing nothing over a four, a three fours, a five, and then I didn't think that you could get very much for him. And one of the teams that uh, is kind of quarterback hungry right now was one of the teams that was talking about a fourth. But if you're looking at that one or two right now, uh, just – and that's my that's seven out of what thirty two teams and yeah. Dallas not being one of the teams, but you know seven and five of those general manager likes got back with me. Uh, then that's kind of where we're at right now with the five and and the three fours. So what you're telling me is you can get a greater return for Cooper Rush than Amari Cooper. That's what it, it sounds like right now. Yeah. So. so well, that's interesting right there. Uh, next, hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a question real quick. And this, is the, this, and, this is the mailbag segment. Yeah, hit me. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Brian, Brian uh, from Grapevine wants we to go. ask a question here. Um, does this team miss uh, Cooper? Yes. And Collins and Randy. I don't know that they miss Collins yet. Um, I think Randy would give them better production than they've gotten, but I, I don't know that the pass rush has missed it. They've been able to generate plenty of pressure. Um, but, yeah, I think Randy would be good. Now, Randy just hurt his knee. He's dealing with that. Right. Um, but the, the one that they definitively miss, I, I still think they miss Amari Cooper. The, this team would be better with Amari Cooper, and I know they banked on Jalen Tolbert being a guy who could step in and contribute. He's been a massive disappointment to this point. Doesn't mean anything for his future, I don't think. I don't think you can say, oh, that's a bust or anything else. It's a guy I would have been comfortable taking in the second round when they picked Sam Williams. But he's been a disappointment, and they really could have used him. And, and I think Amari Cooper still would be out here contributing in a big way for this team. And so okay. 
How do you feel about it? You, you think they missed? No, go ahead, go ahead, and, go ahead and ask the questions. Oh, that means he disagrees with me. Uh, question. I just wanted to hear. I just wanted to hear what you were saying. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Because me personally, I don't think they miss any of those guys. Ooh, that's just me. Even Amari, that's surprising. Uh, question here from Chris Gingrich: What category can this defense lead the league in? Sacks. Yeah. Can they lead it in points allowed per game? They're third right now. Third right now, it's them, the 49ers, and who am I missing? Buffalo. Buffalo. I'm going to say, if, boy, if they're top five in scoring defense, that would be great. Yep. That's the, the, uh, I, I just remember uh, Rod Marinelli always telling me, he goes, man, I don't care about giving up yards. He goes, you tell me I'm leading the league in scoring defense, I, I feel like I got a good defense. So, uh I think I think sacks is the one. I I don't know if they'll lead Buffalo. Just I think Buffalo is going to get it rolling here. And San Francisco. I mean, they're San Francisco is dealing with injuries right now and stuff. I think that's a team that's going to get it rolling in the NFC as well. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm going to say sacks. The Cowboys could lead. Now teams might start playing them completely different. That you know we talked about last year how the Denver defensive game plan changed the fortunes of the Cowboy offense. Yep. What the commanders did might change with the way the screen packages were, the wide receiver screens, the tight end screens. Yep. And that's another one. They'll, the Rams will run tight end screen with Higby. So I think that people are not going to let the Cowboys tee off. I'll tell you where the Cowboys are really good, Bobby, is when after a penalty. If, you, if the Cowboys can get you in second and you get a penalty, like you get the holding penalties. And, they you know, let's swarm. Up, they, they they feast. They feast because, let's be honest, when the teams have shown balance and have been able to run the ball, throw the ball, and kind of just drive down the field, we saw it Cincinnati with the 19-play drive. The commander's touchdown was a penalty-free drive as well. That's the thing, man, that the Cowboys feast on you when there's a negative play along your journey, whether it's the sack or a penalty, anything to put them behind the chains – makes them a different defense. It's when teams stay ahead of the chains, things to be a little bit more of a problem for them. But I'll say they can lead – I think they can lead the league in, in sacks when this is all said and done. Yeah, and, and not just sacks. I think it's important to notice uh, right now they are second in the NFL in passing touchdowns allowed. They're first in rushing touchdowns allowed. Uh, they're second in uh, net yards per attempt. So they, they swarm. Their pass defense is really, really great right now. Um, and maybe they can get these turnovers going in the right direction here shortly. That would be a big plus for them. Uh, next question here will go with from Garrett Jeffcoat. With the young talent and depth we have at linebacker, Cox, Clark, Parsons, do you for us, uh, foresee us signing either Leighton Vanderesh or Barr to another contract after the season? Uh, Brian, I don't know about you. I, I doubt it. I think I think Vanderesh has been better than Anthony Barr, um, and I think – there's a chance Anthony Barr could start losing some snaps with Curse coming back, and they just run with Curse and Wilson as a combo. Yeah, kind of make up for that. But yep. I, I think we're looking at the last season for both those guys. Yeah, if you had to give me one over the other, they would sign Vanderesh over. Yes, Barr. agree. I think I think I think we might see Barr in a healthy scratch situation coming up. Ooh. I really do because they're to sit uh, to me when you get Curse back, play Curse down as the. Uh, Play Curse down as the extra linebacker, yep. and then turn around and play Wilson as the opposite safety. You know, of uh, from Hooker, 
but you can still play your single high stuff. And if you want to play Wilson as a robber between the safeties and the linebackers, or you want to have him bracket in coverage, or you want him to carry tight ends, you got two really good tacklers on the field when you're talking about Curse and Wilson. I, I, I just hope Wilson is not going to get too banged up because he's in every single tackle. But having Curse back is going to help. I personally am taking Barr off the field if that's the case. I'm curious, as we just referenced there, kind of guys in the secondary and curse coming back. How have you thought? I know we talked about McQuam, who didn't always look comfortable playing in the box. He played in the box a lot more this week uh, than previous weeks as he was called on to, to take some reps there. How do you think McQuamu's look playing in the box? Did you think he played okay this week? I think he's been tackling yeah. pretty well. Yeah, he has. I mean, and, and you know, if we go back, I think it was the game against the Chargers in preseason where he really had a breakout game, like the first three or four plays of the game. He was down box, and then he was forced, and then he tackled well, had a tackle for loss. Yep. You know, it's not the most comfortable thing for a defensive back to go tackle, especially a running back. It's just not. You know, it takes a certain amount of courage. But McQuamu has shown a good enough job as far as the willingness to go finish a tackle. So they're going to need to do something better on those perimeters. They really have got to get better on the perimeter because teams are struggling running the ball inside on them. It's the perimeter game that's killing them right now, in my opinion. Uh, question here from Anthony Flores. Do you think Rush will take less chances this week after getting bailed out of the two interceptions against Washington? He, he flirted with danger a couple times there. Yeah, he did. And, you know, I personally, I, I like the fact that they're going to try and throw the ball down the field. Uh, you know, Derlin, uh, Duran, Duran uh, Kendrick. Oh, Darian Duran Kendrick. Kend- Darian Kendrick for the uh, for the for the Rams. Yep. You know, he's been having to play because they've been banged up at corner a little bit. David Long hasn't been, uh, you know, has been a little bit nicked up. You know, people people go after people. They will throw the ball on Ramsey or try to throw the ball on Ramsey, and I think that's. That's kind of impressive how that works. But, you know, with Kendrick, you know, he's a kid that came out of Georgia. He was a, he was a sixth-round guy. I, you know, I was kind of impressed with him coming out. Uh, he was a kid that transferred from Clemson, if I got that right. Yep. And, and, you know, but, I mean, he's played big games. But the fact of the matter is the games I watched, the ball was going inside. You know, there were, there were times where – like in routes, in breaking routes, you know, things like that. You throw at him, he didn't look as comfortable dealing with that, you know. And so, yeah, you want to try and double move Ramsey. You know, you can kind of get Ramsey off balance a little bit because he's going to he's gonna attack. He's going to be aggressive. But if Kendrick is in there playing number six, you know, he his time speed's not all that great. And you can tell that he's a little bit nervous about people running by him. So if it's me, I kind of if I'm lining up, I'll put you know I'll put Michael Gallup over on him, and I'll go vertical, and I'll see if that four five five coming out of Georgia can uh, can handle the, a downfield play. That does it for us today here on the Love of the Star podcast. Once again, we appreciate all of you guys who have been uh, listening and and downloading the show, and uh, we're, we're we're trying to catch up to the Eagles. All right, the the Eagles are, are still ahead of us. Um, I, I think that more ways than one. Yeah, look, I mean, there, there, there would be no greater comeback story than us toppling 
go birds and the Cowboys uh, catching up to the Eagles here. I think that that'd be a great story. So if you want to to prove the the supremacy of Dallas over the city of Philadelphia, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, uh, set it to auto download. That's a big help. Uh, and, and download the episodes and continue to listen. But we are very appreciative of all you who continue to listen. Uh, and until Friday, we will talk to you guys later.